want to say a couple of reasons why today is so important to me. I want to start by asking the guys a shalom. A serious question, and I'm curious what the guys say, what the Olam thinks. We know we're supposed to love all Yidim, after Mecha Kamoicha, we're supposed to love all Yidim. Are we supposed to love all Yidim equally? That's my shalom to everybody here. Are we supposed to love all Yidim equally? I have an equal chiv to love this person and that person. I love them the same. That's my shayla to the Olam here. Does anybody want to venture an opinion to this question? Am I supposed to love Yitzchak Shoshan? What do you think the answer? Am I supposed to love all Jews the same? I, we have a chiv, I want to know Yitzchak Shoshan. Am I supposed to love all Jews equally? So Yitzhak Shoshan says not equally. You have to love them not equally. Yitz, what do you hold? <laughs> you're, supposed to, you're supposed to love all Jews equally? To me it's Pashat. To me it's Pashat Rabbi said the answer is no. The answer is no. It's Pashat to me somebody's son and a Jew who lives in another country. Is it even humanly possible to love them the same? Are we mitzvah to love them the same? I don't believe the answer is yes. There's a Ramban to back it up. And I don't believe the answer is the same. You can't love them the same. I don't believe you're mechoyiv. I'm always amazed when you learn Hilchas Staka, you're certainly supposed to love every yid. That's pashat, that's a pasuk. But to say equally, to say the same, is not only not realistic, it's not archiv. To love them immensely is, is our chiyuv. Not to do bad. What I wouldn't like not to do to them, for sure. To love them equally, of course, my obligation to love my son is more than to love an outsider. There's no question. Akedas Yitzchak, when not Avram Avinu was the, was the holiest Yid perhaps who ever lived. Hashem called him Avram Avudi. If it's equal to love somebody else like your son, Akedas Yitzchak didn't have to happen with Avram Avinu's son. Let him have to shaft anybody who loves all people the same. Clearly he was an Isaiah because he loved his son more. That's why it's Akedas Yitzchak. Of course a person's allowed to, and it's natural to love their son more. If one looks up Hilchastaka, it's amazing. There's a Chiv in Hilchastaka to give to your family first. Your al Tesalim, a person's family comes first. After his family comes Aniyah Ircha. There's a list. It comes the Aniyim of his city come before anybody else. Because it's natural and normal and expected to love your city first. The people, your landsmen, they say in Yiddish, the guy from your city. And you have a chiv to give him staka next, your city people. The next it goes Aniyah Eretz Yisrael. We all have a deep connection to Eretz Yisrael. We dab him for it all the time. We all have tremendous yearnings. Baboy, Ababoy, says Chazal, call it for Eretz Yisrael. And Hashem gave us that love of Eretz Yisrael. We relate to the Bnei Eretz Yisrael. And thus, Ani Eretz Yisrael are next. In that list of giving tzedakah, certainly, certainly it is normal and expected to have an Abba for people around you more. And the goal is to extend it further and further and further and further to love everybody and to extend that Abba. To me, it's Pashat. A Ben Torah identifies him. There are, there are precious few Ben Torah in the world. People in yeshivas. 
that are sitting in yeshiva with the whole purpose. What do we do? What type of school are you in? The, the uninformed, the, out, the one who doesn't know, the not from the secularist, will say to the front boy, what are you doing? Are you studying to be a rabbi? Do you want to get your document to your rabbi? No. It's not why I'm in yeshiva. I'm in yeshiva. I want to gain kirvas Hashem. I want to learn Hashem's Torah. I want to become a better davener, have better midas. I'm in a place to get kirvas Hashem. And I spend time, years, precious years of my life. The great years of teenage years. And I spend those years in the yeshiva with the purpose of relating to Hashem. And that's what a Ben Torah is engaged in. To me, it's natural. That there's a natural connection to other Bnei Torah. If and when we think what our identity, what we're busy with, we naturally should connect to other Bnei Torah busy with the same things we are. It's a natural connection. In the world, people become sports fans. And you're traveling and you meet a guy, you're, you're, you're who knows where, and you meet a guy who's a fellow Giant fan on something of stupidity. And there's like a certain connection. Yeah, we both root for Eli Manning. There's a certain connection on a stupidity. On a much more profound level, a Bentayra, somebody who's engaged in serving Hashem and getting a Kervis Hashem, when he identifies himself as such and he thinks about it, he's misboined. If he's not misboined, he won't feel a natural connection to other Bnei Torah. But when he's misboined, when he thinks, there's a natural connection. We went through it, Sarah, in the yeshiva in this period. It was unbelievable. Our yeshivas across the country reached out to the yeshiva here. There was a siyam in Munsi by Yeshiva Finishas, Shisha Sidre Mishnah. The yeshiva in Queens finished Shisha Sidre Mishnah twice. The yeshiva in Baltimore made a siyam. People all over reaching out. The yeshiva in Passaic made a siyam, wrote a letter. The yeshivas getting connected. We're all one in Lakewood in front of 1,500 people. The yeshiva of Lakewood spoke about the, spoke about the Tzarev. Because B'nai Torah, there's a connection, a deep connection. Certainly we love all Yidden, certainly, certainly, certainly. But it's natural, normal, and expected, and a chiyuv. Those that are closer to you, you have a chiyuv to love more, a chiyuv. A guy would have an illness if he's not closer to his own kids and his wife and his family than some stranger, he's ill. Hashem made him have a greater feelings of affection to his own family because he has a greater chiv to, to be responsible, to care about his own family. He doesn't, he doesn't have achrayas to them because he loves them. He loves them because he has achrayas. That's why Hashem gave a more natural love. The chiv to be good to the anim of your city, the reason Hashem gave us a natural chiv, a natural feelings, he's from my city, it's amazing. When I went to study in the Mir Yeshiva, there are thousands of people there. People I would meet from Farakwe, I know Shaykhist to none. We'd meet in the Mir Yeshiva, we were like best friends. We just naturally felt the connection, landsmen. We're both from the same city, we felt the connection. We were far away, but we're both from the same city. That feeling of connection Hashem gave us because He wants us to have achrayas and achrayas for people around us. So he gave us more feelings because we have an achrayas for our yeshiva, our class, our family. Now certainly not at the exclusion. 
That would be bad midas if we wouldn't extend it as much as possible. Spend a lifetime. Don't just think about your family, think about your community. Not just your community, think about your country. Not just your country, the whole world. Extend the Abba for certain. But it starts with the, the closest to you. If you think this is a novel idea, this is the plan, Rabbi Yaisi and Rabbi Yeshua, and the Mishnah of the Derech Toiv Shidabik Adam. And Rabbi Yaisi and Yeshua, Rabbi Yoyin explained, said that the Midah they both wanted a person to acquire, to love Yiddin. And they both advised, one said, be a Chavar Toiv, pick one person, your best friend, be amazing to him, and then extend it out. And one said, be a shocking to you. Be good to like six to eight, Rabbeinu Yoyin Lushan, five to eight people around you, and then extend it out. To me, when a Ben Torah thinks who he is, his whole identity, you're a unique person, we are unique people. We're in school, we're in yeshiva, for the purpose of gaining Kiris Hashem. That puts such a unique situation, such a unique matzah that we're in that should create, when one identifies like that, that not should, it does create, as long as he thinks, if a person's not misbeining, he doesn't identify as a Ben yeshiva, then he won't feel connected to another Ben yeshiva. much like if a guy's not a giant fan, he won't connect to another giant fan, Lahabdul. But a guy, and the more it's your identity, you meet this, this old guy who has no life, and all he is is a giant fan, he meets another giant fan, it's like he meets his brother, because it's his whole identity. He's a giant fan. So it's a natural connection. When one is misbeining, which we must be misbeining, that we are B'nai Torah, B'nai Yeshiva, that's our identity. That's who we are. That's something very real. That's something, that's something that just what we are. So then we meet another Ben Torah. There should be a great connection. He's a fellow Ben Torah. He's also in Yeshiva. I have a great Ava of B'nai Torah. I love when B'nai Torah get together. And when it happens in Saris, it's amazing that there's unity. But I always say to myself, why did Saris have to happen to bring B'nai Torah together? Why does it have to only be through Saris? Let us do it in happy times. So to me, it's so exciting that today we have B'nai Torah together. We have another yeshiva that came here today, Baruch Hashem, to be with us, to learn Torah with us, to have a good time together. To me, it's important it's important that B'nai Torah have, have share a connection. You're anywhere you go, when you meet another Ben Torah, there should be a connection. We love all Yid. You meet a Yid, that's its club. That's an amazing club. You meet a Yid, that's a Kesher. But there's a closer Kesher, like Aniyah Yercha, he's a Ben Torah. He's a fellow Ben Torah, we have so much in common. He's learning by a Rebbe to gain Kervis Hashem, I'm learning by a Rebbe. We're already united. People, when they meet, look for connections. They look, you're from St. Louis, you're from Teaneck, do you know so-and-so? That's nice, a superficial connection, that's fine. We don't need to look for any connection. It is true, these Bachram and myself share the same Rebbe Rabbi that's true. So there's a deep connection, we don't need to even have that connection. If I wouldn't know your Rebbe, if I wouldn't know who your Rebbe is, B'nai Torah, B'nai Torah. Two years ago we were Zaycha, Yeshiva, I didn't know the Rebbe at all. The yeshiva came down here for Shabbos. I felt so honored. I felt so chashev that it happened. To yeshivas, yeshivas is such a connection. It's so important that connection should be there. That Bnei Torah. Why is it so important? Because it means the person identifies. I'm a Ben Torah. Identifies with what it's, and it's so easy to forget it. Guys know I have a shtick. I'm not a shticky guy. 
But I have a shtick that a Bach is going to Yisrael, I don't let him take Shliach Mitzvah money. He takes Shliach Mitzvah money to make himself, like he takes money, he said, people say you're flying to Yisrael. I want a Bach to think, I'm going to learn Torah, I'm a Shliach Mitzvah. The goal is to think, I'm a Ben Torah, I'm going to learn Torah. Every time you walk to Yeshiva, every time you get in a bus, to go to Yeshiva, be misbaini for 10 seconds. I am going to learn Torah, I am going to get a Kirvas Hashem. That's what I'm engaged in. That's what our life is right now. Anybody asks you at any time, what do you do? I'm in yeshiva. Those magical words, I'm in yeshiva, mean I'm engaged full time in trying to create a closer relationship to Hashem. To his Torah, to his Talmidich HaChamim, to Tefillah, to Better Midas. That's when I'm engaged full time. Not to get any certificate, not to become a rabbi, nothing to do. It's not about a profession. It's about a lifetime, so what I'm engaged in. I have a tremendous Abba that B'nai Torah get together from all yeshivas from any yeshiva B'nai Torah should come together B'nai Torah have a relationship automatically a great band we're Isaac in the same thing we're busy with the same thing so that's one reason I'm very excited I spoke I spoke a little bit to the Bachim that came about the Rebbe and I don't want to be fun of Miksash be fun of I should do Miksash I want to speak to the guys Barai Baylor if I do it while he's here, you'll think I'm just doing it so he hears. I want to do it when he's not here. I want to speak about him. But I'm also very happy that Rabbi Weitler is here and joining us today. To me, it's a great schus that he's with us, that he's in the yeshiva, that he came to the yeshiva today. I want to do a, a little bit of a cruel thing, if the guys don't mind. I have a troublemaking streak, and I love after a yontiv speaking about the yontiv. I started this happy a couple of years ago. And after Yantav, I said, we, I learned together with a group of people on Thursday nights for the last many years. Right after Yantav, I speak about the Yantav. I don't know if any of you ever had this experience. Did you ever have the experience? You know, it's great to have a good before Pesach. You find a great word. It's so exciting. Now you walk around Pesach, you're the hot guy. Wherever you go, you go to Rebbe's house, you have the cool word. It's very exciting. And wherever you go, you walk into anybody's house, people come to your house, you have a good hot word on Pesach. Your mamish feel good about yourself. It's geschmack. You have what to give over. You have a good vert. You ever know the feeling after say Pesach, like you're cleaning up your house, taking away the Pesach svarim, the agodas, and like you open up an agod and you see like the coolest vert. It's like, shucks. That could have, that could have been the vert. I had all Pesach. It's right after, uh, and next year Pesach, I'm going to remember it already. So it's almost cool. say Chanukah's over. Now you want to speak about Chanukah? But for next year, we're not going to remember what you said, Kalish. So next year, you, what are you speaking about Hanukkah now? I went to many Mesibas. I can't say over the vert. But the reason I like speaking about a yontiv after the yontiv is because the goal of every yontiv, when you look at a yid under a microscope, when you analyze a yid, it's supposed to be nicker. He just went through a yontiv. A yontiv has a message. A yontiv has an ideal and an idea that it puts in our mind that is meant we're changed. In one month, we all should look different because we went through a Hanukkah. So things about us are just different. You should look at a Yid under a microscope, the real Jew, not the superficial Yid, not the Yid who just lives a social from existence, the Yid who lives Yiddishkeit, who lights him in Neuer because he's doing Tzivli Hashem, who lives Hanukkah, who connects to Hanukkah, so you should be able to see Somebody with spiritual eyes can look at you and can tell your age. You know how? 
He could say, you live through 15 Hanukkahs. They could see on you spiritually how many Hanukkahs you went through. How many Pesachs, how many Purims. How many Rosh Hashanahs, how many Yom Kippurs. The goal of the Yom Tiv is to impact you. That is the goal. Certainly we all like having a good time Hanukkah, having a great time Purim, a great time Pesach. The goal is to be impacted, to be changed. That later on, it's nicker, you went through a Hanukkah. You went through an experience. Certainly we have to do Tzivu Yashem, Hashem's command, or Mitzvah Sayyim. Certainly. And the goal is that the Mitzvah Mitzvahs bring us Kedusha, they elevate us, they do something to us. So I like talking about a Yantiv after the Yom, because the Yom should stay with us. The Yom that we went through are supposed to be with us. So this is not because there's a lack of things to talk about. Parshas Vayigash is packed. There's much to say on Parshas Vayigash. The winter, there's tremendous things to say about the winter. I want to talk about Hanukkah. Bedafka, bedafka, bedafka. I want to talk about Hanukkah and I want to book her. I always think it's Kedai after every single Yontiv. Certainly, Rabbi say, anybody keeps the mitzvah Hashem of any Yontiv, it impacts you and you don't even try. If you eat matzah on Pesach, if you give Shalach Monas on Purim, if you light the Ner Hanukkah on Hanukkah, it impacts you if you don't try anything. It doesn't necessarily need help. Just that you did Sivu Yashem impacts us deeply. And t- years later on, you're a different person because you did Siva Yashem, that's for sure. However, however, because that's our goal, that it should impact us, we're allowed to make efforts to try to also do things that it sh- we should be impacted. So I always advise every Yontiv, try to review at the end of a Yontiv one vert you heard, one thought you heard that you connected to, that resonated by you. Something your Rebbe may have said that that just made sense to me. I connect to that word. One idea, review it. And walk away that Hanukkah. I, I acquire a lot of things. I heard many different Torah. There's one thing that I want to connect to. I want to impa- put in my life. Now Hanukkah Rabbi Sai has many, many messages. There are many themes to Yontiv de Rabbanon. Any yomtiv, you go to Pesach, there are many ideas, so much, it's so rich, and so many things to learn. I want to pick one theme, to you it might not even be the central theme, to Rev Hirsch it is, and to me this is something that is so precious as a Yid. The theme to me of Hanukkah that I want to pick, Hanukkah, the name Hanukkah actually means to, be, to, means to rest, also to me Mechanech means to inaugurate. It was the inauguration of the Beis HaMikdash. There were actually seven inaugurations. There were seven times between a Mishkan and the Beis Hamikdash that we had an inauguration. This is the most unique, guys. This inauguration of the Beis Hamikdash happened well, well into the decline of the Beis Hamikdash and the decay. Politically, we were never really free again, and politically, we were basically done. To a degree, we pushed off, we delayed the inevitable, but we were basically done politically a very unique chinuch of the Beis HaMikdosh. According to many, they didn't even light the menorah in a place that you're yitzin the menorah, in this Hanukkah of the Beis HaMikdosh. They inaugurated at a time when much was lost, as I say. Much was, hasn't been changed very much till today. It's such a unique... The, the original Hanukkah HaMishkan, who can't relate to? Hanukkah, they actually finished the Beis HaMikdosh and they opened up shop the first day of Nisan. Great celebrations, who can't relate? We got our Beis Hamikdash, we just left Mitzrayim, we're headed, we're headed now to Eretz Yisrael. 
Shloima Melech inaugurated the Beis Hamikdash. What a party! What an epic party! We actually ate on Yom Kippur at that party. Chazal felt we should eat on Yom Kippur. Unbelievable! What a party! We had a Beis Hamikdash, a new era of political freedom, a new era of Avodas Hashem. Unbelievable! Every earlier Hanukkah, every earlier inauguration made sense and was full of such fire. This last and final inauguration, Rabbi Say, is in the dead of the winter on purpose. It was in very turbulent times. And an 80-year-old man, very bedafka, nothing's a coincidence. An 80-year-old old man led the inauguration. If that doesn't, if that's not an ironic twist, an inauguration, a beginning, an exciting beginning, let a young 20-year-old man, let a 20-year-old man begin an inauguration. It's almost an ironic sense of humor, almost, that an 80-year-old man led the battle for that inauguration, Matasio. And the Yisoyed of Hirsch says of Hanukkah is that a person should always have the kayak to begin anew. Despite anything going on around them, despite all difficulties, all things the person's been exposed to, all the tumor that's happened, all the natural oldness that people get, start fresh, start new. In the world views that a young guy, and Bemis, this is not such a schmooze for youngsters, for you, by the way. I'm talking to you when you're 40, 50, 60, 70. You know, typically there's the, the idealism of youth, the exciting freshness, the young guy. You know, schmooze, the kid goes with like the shas to shul, the father says, where you're going? He says, I'm finishing shas tonight. The young kid who thinks Shavuos night, he's learning Kola And the hardened father, who no longer has that excitement of youth, who says, child, the whole night's about three hours. By the time you sit with the Chavrus, after you get your coffee, you have about three hours, you maybe will learn a blot. But that young idealistic kid who believes so much, who has such excitement about building and creating and doing. And then the hardened father, the cynical older man who's been there, done that, uh, in the world, Rabbi say that excitement of youth, that excitement, the beginning of marriage, the bliss, all the drama of the wedding, the exciting wedding, and then what happens two years later, five years later, ten years later, nothing. It falls apart. In the world, there's an excitement at the beginning that's almost a tease. It's almost a present by Hashem of an exciting beginning, and it's all downhill from there. That gorgeous wedding, and then where? Is there happiness in marriage in America? 20 years later, 40 years later, 60? They don't know about Hanukkah, about the capacity to have new beginnings at all times, to have an excitement, a fresh start, to rebuild, to reconstruct in the middle of the winter. In the middle, smack in the middle of the winter. That's the <coughs> lesson of Hanukkah, of her says. The lesson of Hanukkah is that a Yid, is that a Yid could rebuild at any moment, on a moment's notice. A Yid, when, at the moment that it's the most dark, that it's the most unlikely that this tumor being shoyled everywhere, everywhere, a yid can throw it off and begin with Kedusha in an instant. Amos, Yitz and I share, we like knowing, like in sports, we like knowing, like there's, there's underlying things we like seeing more than just the game. We like understanding what's happening. To me, I'm always fascinated that team's losing. and There's a certain time you could sense a rallies about to brew. There's a reason, maybe a star player was in foul trouble, now he's coming back into the game. 
Or there's something that happens in football, one of their players took a hard hit and you're sensing there may be a rally here. There's certain times you just sense the ra- that there's a rally coming. I remember once the Giants being up by like 25 points against the 49ers, and I knew they were going to lose. It was a playoff game. I sensed the rally coming. You could feel it. There's certain signs of a rally coming. Something's about to happen. The other times the team's dead, you know there's no rally coming. It's not happening. They're done. It's very cool to know what, if, if you can figure it out. Certain times in the game, you turn off the radio, done. But it may be. Maybe they'll come. It's just not happening. You sense this quit. In the Yidin, in the life of the Yid, Rabbi say, we have so much Ketusha and Tara inside of us. We have such a Halig and a Shama. The lesson of Hanukkah is there is no moment when we can't begin anew. Mitayach, such great Tumba. Mitayach, such great, it's gone. This mighty empire, Yavon, which can secularize anybody and pull anybody away from Hashem, has impacted us. It's over. Yiddish life is finished, gone. There's nothing left. There's no spark. There's no Ketusha Vitara. When it's over, when it's finished, there's no hope. In one second, Matasio stands up, Mila Shemelai, and he makes the most unlikely inauguration by the most unlikely of men in 80 year old men. It's always Shaykh to begin fresh, to start new, to, to reignite Ruchnius, to reignite Akirvas Hashem. Now, it's a funny message to give 15, 16, 17, 18 years. It is a funny message. Because at your age, Baruch Hashem, we have tremendous idealism and hope. I hope the message of Hanukkah, much like we're giving it after Hanukkah, we bring it into our lives. I hope in the age that you feel idealistic, that a Bukhar has a natural feeling, I'm going to create and build, and I'm going to finish Shas tonight. I hope you can think that way when you're 50 and 80 and 90. That is the lesson you have heard says, he says the primary lesson of Hanukkah. That in the dead of the winter, when the storms are most, there can be an inauguration, there can be a new beginning, there can be a new aschal of Ruchnius. Rev Hirsch says that the Yidin count by the moon. The Goyim we know count by the sun, they count the solar year, we count the lunar year. And he says the reason we count by the moon is the tendency of the moon is it keeps renewing. The moon is the Koyach of renewal. Sheimasidim l'schadish kamaisa. The moon is about renewal. It comes, disappears, comes back, comes back. That's the Koyach of the Yid. The power at all times of beginning, of starting, of being remechadish, of throwing off all the tumult. That is the creation of the Yid. The creation of the Yid is the possibility, the probability that at all times he could throw off all tumult that he's inundated with and he can create tremendous Kedusha. He could create tremendous Kedushamayim. He can create greatness. He can be remechadish to Beis Hamikdash. Upinu esechalecha. He can be. He can clear out the hechal and bring Kedusha at all times. I feel this message. Hagam. It's more for older people. It's something we have to bring along with us. And I do feel us raised in a country where we've all been exposed to things. And sometimes we have thoughts. We've been so inundated with tumah. We've been so inundated with different things we've seen and been exposed to. Are we shayich to Ktusha Vitara? Are we shayich to purity? And I think the message of Hanukkah is how probable it is for you. It should never be a shock. I remember a particular bacher years and years ago. Today is a fiery bentayr. His Rebbe expressed to me, his Rebbe called me up and he said, Where did it come from? Where? 
I didn't see it on the guy. And I thought to myself, that's why it didn't happen when he was learned by you. Because you're shocked because you don't know the lesson of Hanukkah. Because you think it's a chidush, because you're surprised. It should never be a shock, Rabbi say. If one of your chaveim, I don't care who it is, all of a sudden is learning basmada. People say, where? Where did, what, where did it come? He's a yid. Where, where did it come? What's your question? I don't get your question. Could you ask it again? I don't get your question. There is no kasha. That's the lesson of Hanukkah. That at all moments a yid is capable of inauguration. He's capable of throwing off the tumma. The tumma is not deep. The ktush and tara in us is deep and the tumma is not. The yavan is very superficial. The yavan is very external. It's not deeply us. And even when they seem to make inroads that go so deep that it will never be pure again, in a rega, they were cleaned out the base Hamigdash and they made it tar again. It's never deep. It's never a shock on anybody. Any Rebbe who cares, who understands, who's a Rebbe in the way he's supposed to be Rebbe, is never sh- it's never a kasha. That guy, that guy went, became a big man. What's the kasha? He's a yid. You didn't know, maybe you didn't know he's a yid. You didn't know he's a ventura. I don't know. What didn't you know? There is no kasha. There is no kasha, and that is one of the lessons of Hanukkah. Let us all be zeichet to bring Hanukkah into our lives. And if that's the lesson, amongst many, many lessons that somebody can bring into their life, if they choose that it's Rav Hirsch's lesson, which I certainly think is something that every year has to know the power of Chiddush. It's no coincidence that Rosh Chiddush falls out in the middle of Hanukkah every year. It's no coincidence that Yivonne wanted to knock out Rosh Chiddush. That was one of the things they were geyser against. And you think coincidence? Hashem put Rosh Chodesh in the middle of Hanukkah, in the middle of the celebration. Because they don't like the Koyach of Chedosh, that the Yid can rejuvenate and re-energize. Just stay Tumah, just stay profane, just stay Tumadik, and that's it. And you're finished. Give up. And the aside of Hanukkah is Chedosh, is Rosh Chodesh. A Yid could reinvigorate, could start again. Rosh Chodesh is a Zman Kaporu. We say it's a Zman Kaporu Chol Toldoisam. It's a Zman Whenever a Yid can begin anew, whenever a Yid begins fresh, his Moich falls Averis. Because he's thrown off. It wasn't deeply his. It wasn't deeply him. It wasn't deeply her. It wasn't connected Averis too deeply to them. If they can have Rosh Chodesh, they can have Kaporu. If they can Bajraschab, I can purify the Beis Amigdash. They can be pure. They can re-inaugurate. Let us be Zaycher, Rabbi, say all of us. To understand that power of Chiddush our whole lives, to live a lifetime of constantly reinvigorating ourselves, reinventing ourselves, always pushing, always ever fresh, or yenuvim b'seva. Tzadikim are always fresh and vigorous, always renewing. Let us spend a lifetime of renewal, always realizing that we're so close to Kedush and Tarim, we're very far from Torah. Rabbi, I just the schedule. We're going to dive in Mincha right now. Twelve twenty-one.